Cool. The sports editor is really grateful to chat to you. Bull, Blue Bulls rugby player, Chris Smith. It's been something I've been really looking forward to for a long time. So, Chris, thank you so much for your time. But um, I'm sure you're enjoying life in Pretoria, but you must miss Cape, Cape Town once in a while. Yeah, so obviously was was born and bred in the Cape. Um, all my family's there, all my siblings. Um, they obviously love Cape Town, um, but you're really enjoying enjoying life this side in Pretoria. Um, it's really helped, obviously, being part of the Bulls. Um, such a great setup in Pretoria. Um, a lot of beautiful golf courses that often on the off days we, we get around to playing. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying the lifestyle. Yeah, again, Pretoria. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I think it's a really awesome place to be, Pretoria. A lot, lot, lot happens there. Was professional rugby something that you aim for? Or was it a case where, you know, you played a bit of rugby and now, hey, next thing, I'm in it. I'm playing professional rugby all of a sudden. Yeah, so, yeah, so obviously growing up, I, I, I played quite a few sports. Um, but I think I always was, was more in love with, with rugby. Um, and then, yeah, when I, went to, when I went to high school, I was actually a big, a big hockey fan. Um, really enjoyed my hockey um, in junior school. Um, so obviously those are the two winter sports. Uh, but when I went to high school at Sachs, um, I had to choose between, between the two and I ended up going obviously the rugby route. So, I mean, obviously you dream of playing big rugby and always as a sort of a little lighter, you, you think, oh, I want to play for the Springboks, this and that. But as you get older and sort of realize, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's not always that easy and whatnot. So, yeah, and obviously leaving school, I, in my school, was tricky. I didn't play um, Academy Week or Craven Week or any of that. Um, so sort of the exposure, the exposure there that you get at those, at those weeks is obviously pretty immense. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't have that. And then, um, yeah, so yeah, I didn't get a, a sort of a junior provincial contract out of school. Um, so yeah, I sort of you know, took a step back and realized, listen, I've got to obviously look at the bigger picture. Um, so yeah, I enrolled, enrolled um, at Marty's. I obviously spent um, five years there. Um, and then yeah, in my final year of varsity cup, I um, got the, the opportunity to play um, provincial rugby at the Pumas in Nelspreet. And yeah, it all sort of kicked off from there. Yeah, Chris, for, for me, if I'm, I'm reading about the underlying work there is hard work um, and you seem to be able to just grind it out no matter what is thrown at you. You were determined to prove a point and yeah, you were just taking it game by game and, and here we go. It's, it's brilliant to see, Chris. Well done. But I'm sure yeah, you're enjoying the setup at the Bulls. Um, but what sort of stands out for you in, in the franchise there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, very, very proud, proud franchise with a lot of history. Um, obviously, Coach Jake took over in the end of 2020 and 2021. Um, and yeah, obviously made a lot of changes at the, at the union, um, a lot of good changes. Um, it's brought in a lot of, of high-profile quality players. Um, so he's developed a squad that is, that is really good. I mean, we could you know, probably fill, fill two 15-man um, sides that you know, would be able to compete at a, at a decent sure. level. Um, and yeah, I think our facilities and um, obviously Loftus, we call it Fortress Loftus, um, a very beautiful stadium. Um, so yeah, we obviously always enjoy playing home games there. Um, a high performance gym that we have. Um, so the facilities really, really help us players to obviously to bring the best out of us. Um, and yeah, I've just really, really enjoyed the, the sort of the, the environment, um, the setup, and obviously all the all the boys and all the players there are, are great men. Yeah, it definitely has been turned to a fortress. I mean, you look at the results from the past season, it's just been win, 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 win. It's <laughs> incredible to see, Chris. But yeah, yeah your coach has uh, brought in some interesting players, but uh, the competition, competition for that number 10 spot um, is heating up a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, so obviously, I've, you know, if I have to compare myself to the other, the other two flops, obviously, Bruce has unfortunately picked up injury now, but 
they're obviously two quality tens. I'm probably a bit of a, a no name compared to them. Um, but obviously learning learning a great amount from both of them. Um, you've got Monet, um, obviously a Springbok legend, um, and you've got Goose also uh, the unbelievable Springbok player with a lot of X Factor. Um, so I think that I think for me, obviously having both of them as mentors is probably brought the best out of my game. Um, you know, they, they call it they're probably two different types of players. So I mean, I've been trying to take obviously a, a few things from Monet, a few things from Goose, um, and hopefully if I can put those together, um, I could potentially put together sort of the call it the perfect perfect game for a ten. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome having them two as mentors. Um, and yeah, see, competition is always good. Um, that's sort of an up and coming ten. Um, I've really obviously relished the opportunity to play with such great players like them too. Yeah, definitely. And I think, Chris, it, it really does bode well for you, like you said, because the games that I've seen you play, you really are consistent. And it's almost like, it's okay, we'll give the board to Chris. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Because that's sort of the, the, the game plan that I see that comes across from your perspective, um, that it's just, it's good rugby, it's hard rugby. But I think you really have a depth at your game and you've actually got the best of both worlds uh, going for you in that regard. So it's it's awesome. It's like you are really cool under pressure. It's good to see, Chris. Really, really well done. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. But Morris Stein must be super fit. I don't know how he does it, but um, he must. Like, I know you mentioned that he he does. Um, you can learn from him, but I'm sure he comes along the side of you once in a while and does give you a few sort of tips or a bit of guidance to how to play the game. I mean, that's why I think he's there as well, to sort of mentor the guys, the younger guys coming up. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic. So, so obviously he is, you know, call it call it a mentor, as you say, but but he's obviously still competing, you know what I mean? So he's, yeah. you know, as soon as he came back from, from Stade Francais and, and joined the Bulls, he, he wasn't there to just mentor. He's obviously there to compete as well. Um, so, and I mean, he's still competing at his at his age and he's, like you say, he's extremely fit. Um, we do like a, we do a Bronco test um, which is a fitness test, and he's yeah. I think he we, we did run recently, and he I think he was second. Um, so yeah, extremely extremely fit human being. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's obviously still there to compete. Um, he's not not just there to mentor. Um, but obviously for me, um, probably one of the few tens that I have a mentor like him to look up to. Um, so I do I do ask him questions. I I am up his backside most of the time. I obviously observe him. Um, I've actually learned learned a lot just from observing his sort of his mannerisms, the way he, obviously the way he kicks, the way he, he you know carries himself. Um, so yeah, I'm probably very grateful to have a mentor like him to look up to. Um, but at the same time, we obviously still are. He still is competing and obviously still wants to make that number ten jersey his own. Uh, so it's yeah, it's all fair game and yeah, hopefully I can you know try and compete with him. I guess. Yeah, well, the Bulls are the team to watch. I'm telling you now, it's, it's, going to, it's very very interesting at the moment. Um, but obviously, guys were involved in the United Rugby Championship and there's been a bit of a gap now. But good or bad timing for the Bulls? What do you think? I, th- yeah, I, th- I probably think good timing. Um, I mean, we, we obviously had a, a whole uh, Curry Cup campaign that we played, played in the final and then had a week off and then we were straight into a match week for the RC. So after the Curry Cup final, we had a week off and then we jumped on a plane flew to the... Where we, fly? We, we played first, played Leinster, flew to Ireland first. Um, so yeah, obviously didn't have much break. Um, after coming off a, a massive Curry Cup campaign, um, so yeah, I'd say it's probably probably good timing. Um, we obviously learned a lot on that on that DRC tour. I mean, an incredible amount. Um, so yeah, we obviously went back to the drawing board, seeing how we can improve, how we can adapt, um, so that we can, we can compete with these these Northern Hemisphere sides who could say are sort of leading provincial or club rugby. Um, I mean, a, a team like Leinster, 
I mean, of the I think of the Irish side, call it thirteen or fourteen, were from Leinster. Um, I know they they got a forty-five man squad, who I think thirty-one of them are, are Irish internationals. So, so that's the, that's obviously the caliber of players you're playing against. Um, so I mean, unfortunately, we need to we do need to adapt our game and and improve if we are one, if we are wanting to to compete in the UFC. Yeah, because it was a bit of a heavy start for the side, Chris, and I think a lot of guys sort of thought, well, okay, <laughs> what's going on here now? Because it, it was a bit of like a, almost a smack into the wall there, but I feel like guys have got a grasp on the thing now, on, on the game and how, has it been quite a big thing in, in terms of how the refs have run the game? Has it also been a, a factor for you guys? No, I think definitely. I know I know in the Curry Cup campaign, um, so African refs sort of try to to blow sort of how the Northern Hemisphere refs would to sort of prepare us for that competition. Um, but I think, yeah, up there, they're, 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 the breakdown is, is quite, a, quite a focal point. Um, so I know we've been obviously working working hard on the breakdown now. Um, and probably the best way to sort of counter to counteract it is, is obviously to improve our breakdown skills and to improve so you don't you can avoid that ref making those decisions. Um, because I mean, those yeah, those those northern hemisphere players call it the loose trail or those forwards. They're quick on the ball, um, so we've got to work on a few a few skills that would sort of take the ref out the game um, and hopefully prohibit him from penalising us and, and preventing us from from going forward. Sure, no, interesting, really interesting, and that, that, I think that's the beautiful thing with with technology is that you can look at all these different aspects and scenarios and. Almost manipulate the game yeah. to work for you. Oh, it's, it's amazing how rugby's changed over the years. Really, really incredible. But you guys are taking on Munster late November. I think that's your first first fixture back home. Um, and that's quite the fixture, Chris. Are you guys ready to take them on? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, Munster are top, top Irish side. Um, we played on 27th of November, luckily at, at Fortress Loftus. Um, so hopefully... I mean, we under, I think under Coach Jake, we 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 yet to to lose at at Loftus. Um, so obviously a massive game. Um, they're extremely top side. So yeah, we're preparing really hard. Uh, we've got this whole week of training, uh, and then we go into a match week to play against Munster, our first URC game at home. Um, so yeah, obviously a lot to play for, and yeah, it'd be great if we can sort of keep that win record going. Um, and, you know, hopefully pull pull off a good a good win against a good Munster side. Um, at Loftus, which will, which I think will be bring a lot of confidence to the guys. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a busy schedule, especially drawing into November and an early year. So you guys are going to be busy, but we're very grateful that rugby's back up and running. It's good to see rugby again. Really, really good. And do you think uh, the URC has put a real different dynamic to rugby in South Africa? In the sense that there's always that comparison between um, Super Rugby and now URC. And some guys are saying, oh, they wish they could have played Super Rugby, but the URC is also a really good experience. Do you think it really has brought a different dynamic to South African rugby? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you're gonna you're obviously gonna compare kind of URC to Super Rugby, but just I mean, for the past two years with all the COVID and what's going on, we've been playing call it South African South African derbies for the past two years. Um, so I think to 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 venture into into a new competition like this to play against Northern Hemisphere sides. Um, we are sort of, I'm not going to say it around. In fact, say they're leading, leading world rugby because it's the Springboks and New Zealand are up there. But I mean, like, the, like Ireland just got a, a good victory over New Zealand uh, where, where, like I said, call it 13, 14 of that Irish starting lineup are playing for Leinster. And now this is a team that a Bulls franchise must not go play against Leinster are obviously full of international players. I think surely that's only going to you know, benefit your rugby and, and make it stronger. So 
yeah, I think it's obviously a, a great tournament. Um, but that being said, I think it's going to maybe take a season um, for South African sides to sort of get used to Northern Hemisphere rugby before we can we can really compete um, for that final. No, definitely, for sure. But it is a long season, Chris. Um, so, like I mentioned, you've obviously got the URC now, then you know, there's Curry Cup and a few other things along the line. How do you manage that, Chris? Because it, it just seems you guys are, have to be there and do this and training and then fly there. How do you sort of manage and, and, and get through it or with sort of being able to, I don't know, still have composure and, and handle the pressure of, of results that's almost expected from people? Yeah, so I think that's where I think that's where Coach Jake has done a good job in, in sort of contracting a, a good a good squad. Um, I think yeah, you don't you don't win a tournament with just 15 players. You obviously win it with with the full squad. Um, I think like in our Curry Cup, you probably have about 30 35 players who have actually taken part in that competition. Um, so I mean, it's it's obviously it's a, it definitely is a squad effort. Um, so if you've got good squad depth, um, and obviously and you obviously sort of bring in a bit of rotation or whatnot, or you you know you rest a few players. Um, I think that's the only way you get through through a long season like that. Um, so I think it definitely comes down to to squad depth. Um, obviously, yeah, competition within the squad. No, good. Always good to have competition, Chris. But I have to ask you, since you mentioned Coach Jake White there, <laughs> is he quite intense? <laughs> so, so he's actually, he's actually. I mean, I obviously didn't work with him back in the day, but he's no, he's been he's been awesome. He's he's actually very very chilled. Um, Obviously, we've got a, a good leadership group, which he, which he obviously you know, has put a lot of trust in. Um, he's got a he's got a good a good coaching staff working under him. Um, so yeah, no, he's been he's been really really good, very chilled. Um, yeah, so he hasn't been hasn't been too intense. I haven't seen what I haven't seen yet. Well, that's great. And you know, do, do the coaching staff sort of say to you guys, um, look, we want to win this, this, and this, and this, or do they sort of say, look, us, just play to your best ability? And then whatever, whichever way the game goes, that's the goes, and and we'll take it that way. Am I allowed to ask yeah. that question? Are they, are they quite? I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, we're all competitive, competitive men. So you're obviously going to go out and try try your best to to win every game. Um, but I think, oh, I mean, if you, if a result doesn't go your way, then you obviously got to look at at reasons why. But then you go, you've got to be sort of realistic about about it all. I mean, you're not, you know, you'd like to say you're going to win sort of twelve away games, but that's that's, I mean, that's uh, show me as high that's done that. So it's, I'm not saying you, you pick sort of the fixtures that you want to win. You definitely go out to give your best and to win those. Um, but I guess sometimes there's obviously a lot of factors that play against you that, that result in the result not going your way. No, for sure. But uh, Chris, um, I'm sure you guys are aiming for another Curry Cup win, aren't you? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I know Curry Cup in, in 2022 starts nice and early. Um, and that's, that's a trophy that that I find extremely gorgeous. So it's definitely one that I'd like to win again. Um, but, oh, Sunday lighting, yeah, Victoria. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a trophy, a trophy I'd like to, I'd like to win and I'd love to continue winning. It's, a, you know, it's obviously a trophy with a lot of history. Um, so I'm sure, yeah, the Bulls will be competing at full force next year uh, to hopefully defend our Curry Cup title. And is it that sort of genuine sort of desire to, so you know, you've won the Curry Cup, and you feel good about it and you've won something, you know, a major trophy. And is there sort of like that hunger that really kicks in and says, you know what, we've got to do this again. I want to do this again. And that also ends up building like a bit of momentum. And it's like a, a driving force also mentally to say, guys, we, we have to do this. Does it also sort of kick in once in a while, Chris? 
Yeah, so that's 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 definitely something Coach Jake addressed before our second Curry Cup win. Um, is that obviously a team that's one that is sort of not not normally as hungry because they have they have ticked that box, they have won us already. Um, but I don't know how we got it right, but I, I know the guys were extremely hungry to win it again. Um, because obviously it's not I mean, you can say okay, now we're hungry to win a third Curry Cup title in a row, which is not hasn't been done before. So if you can, I don't know, I guess try to change the perspective of it, then obviously you get guys to to remain hungry. Um, I think because the Curry Cup is such a such a proud sort of got a proud proud tournament and such a got such a proud history. Mm. Um, I think any South African boy wants to win the Curry Cup. I mean, if you win it three times, then even better. So I think the guys will continue to to remain hungry for for that Curry Cup trophy. No, that, that's awesome. That's really really good to see. Oh, yeah, Chris. But you're not just all about rugby. Um, I believe you've also got a bit of a, a framing business that that you got going. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I've got a, it's called Shirtsmith Framing. Um, I think I sort of started it, I always had the idea. Um, <laughs> I always had a few, a few jerseys that I'd, my first one that I wanted to frame was my, was my Marty's, my Marty's jersey when he won the Varsity Cup. Um, so yeah, I went, I guess I went to a few, a few framing shops um, and asked for quotes and quote was a bit, a bit pricey, a bit steep. Um, so I thought there must be, there must be a cheaper way to do this or, um, so I sort of yeah, investigated the, the whole framing business, the whole framing sort of industry. Um, and then yeah, I actually got hold of sort of a factory shop that does that uh, does all the materials, um, order the materials, uh, all of that. And actually, you know, I built my first two two frames um, of my jerseys. Um, I've got one hanging up in my room and one just behind me. Um, and yeah, I guess sports memorabilia has always been a, a big interest of mine. Um, and then yeah, just to, to sort of get a an option that is just a bit cheaper than sort of a frame shop. I yeah, I kept on venturing it. I got a, a few friends to to ask me to to frame their jerseys, um, and yeah, eventually the sort of the word spread out. So yeah, obviously offer uh, sports sports memorabilia framing, um, sort of focusing on sports jerseys, um, probably just at a at a cheaper rate, still very good quality, but uh, just at a cheaper rate for, for us younger us younger lads to um, to be able to to afford. Well, I've got a few shirts I need to be framed, so I know how I'll, I know you can help me now. Thank you, Chris. That's brilliant. I'm going to hold you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, that's good. It's really, really good. But also, if I need an aircon fixed, you can help me with that as well, isn't it? Ah, goodness. Oh, I see. <laughs> so that's, that's a funny story. Um, yeah, so obviously, I touched on, obviously, I said earlier, I didn't didn't play Craven Week or Academy Week. Um, so I obviously didn't get into a quarter and a 19 Academy, Provincial Academy after school. Um, and yeah, I was still waiting to hear back um, about my studies, um, the way I was going to study. So I had a, I had a friend um, at school and his father was at an aircon company. Um, so I ended up working there for a few weeks, I don't know, five, six weeks, um, getting paid weekly. Um, yeah, sort of doing the ducting of aircons, um, installing aircons. Um, so a bit of, bit of hard labor, um, which are sort of quite an interesting, interesting journey. Um, but yeah, sort of changing for the world, and yeah, obviously, what a what a crazy experience, you know, sitting there in the warehouse, you know, doing ducting, putting together aircons, and yeah, we would have thought it would have turned out like this. So yeah, awesome. Well, Chris, there's a reason why it happened, and it just adds to your skills. So yeah, keep going, man. It's it's good to see, you, Chris. Really, really good to see. You. But you you've played a lot of stadiums, obviously, in South Africa, and you've done a bit of traveling. But which stadium is is one that you really enjoy, or one that you really would like to play in? 
okay, on the first, I'll probably I'll say my, my varsity cup days playing on the Donny Craven, the full, okay. the full stadium packed with students. It was a pretty, pretty awesome experience. Um, then I think you yeah, are playing, obviously Loftus is obviously great. Um, Newlands is, is obviously a stadium that I dreamt of um, to play at, obviously being schooled at, at Sack Street on the road. Um, so it's obviously a stadium with a lot of history. Love playing in Newlands. Um, then playing at is it the Viva Stadium that we played at now at Leinster. Also a surreal experience. Very, very cool, very, very cool stadium. And then when we played, when we played against Edinburgh, um, we walked through uh, Murrayfield, we walked through the Murrayfield Stadium to to get to the field that we were going to play on. Um, and that obviously also looks like a an, an awesome stadium. So I think that sort of that's I mean, I'm sure the list goes on, but those are the sort of the top ones that I probably like to experience. No, excellent. And you know, added to that, the focus that the team has, that can only lead to great things, don't you think, Chris? No, definitely. Um, yeah, obviously we've we've, you know, we've built a, a good a good culture. Um, we've built a, a bit of momentum. Um, winning two Curry Cups. Um, our squad is very strong. We've got a good squad. We've got very experienced players. We've got a lot of young young players coming through. Um, so we've got a good balance, a good blend. Um, coaching staff is is awesome under Coach Jake. Um, so yeah, we really sort of have what it takes to to hopefully um, get some more victories under the belt. Um, but yeah, ERC is a different ball game, a different um, so yeah, we're gonna have to adapt um, and improve, and, and then yeah, hopefully we can, we can continue to compete at a nice high level. Excellent, excellent, Chris. As you draw towards an end, one final question, and it's always interesting to see. I think South Africans are quite strong rugby players, and they normally sort people out um, <laughs> in how they play rugby. But that physicality, <laughs> um, I believe there is a difference. I believe only because I'm South African. I believe South Africans are tougher. I don't know if that's, that's a bit biased, but you'll know you've, you've played. Are South Africans just a lot more intense when it comes to the physical contact or are the European sides matching it? What do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, I think obviously South Africans are known to sort of be brute force and, and be very aggressive and, and strong, strong rugby players. Um, but I think we're, we're sort of the, the Northern Hemisphere and the other, the other sides is that they obviously, yeah, I call it not, not as strong or as, as brutal as us, but they're obviously quite intelligent rugby players. Um, so I'm not saying we aren't intelligent, but but I know they they, they definitely are they definitely are smart smart rugby players um, up north and you know, in engineered areas. Um, so I mean, if, I think if we can bring our, our sort of our size and our athletic ability and, and combine it with a, a sort of a thinking player, then then you'll probably get a, a perfect rugby player. Mm. No, excellent. Well, Chris, it's been really good to chat to you. Um, it's been nice to see how you see things with regards to rugby. And it's almost nice because it's the year I see we're sort of getting used to it. So who knows? Maybe a few seasons from now, we'll have a catch up again and see how things are going. Because I, I believe it is sort of a bit of a new phase for South African rugby as well. So it's, it's been really nice to chat to someone who's in the middle of it. And it's really awesome to see how well the Blue Bulls have been doing. And yeah, I think they, you guys are a side that people are really going to be um, struggling to to face i think in a, in a good few few more years to come so chris you're a legend thank you so much for your time awesome man thank you i really appreciate it uh, enjoyed that talk thank you chris uh, good to chat uh. to yourself man all the best there eh? good man cheers, cheers, cheers. Man. Bye.